0: Hi friends, this is Megan, and you're listening to the She Lives Purposely podcast, where we encourage women to love Jesus and live purposely in every area of life. Hi, friends, and welcome back to the She Lives Purposefully podcast. My name is Megan, and I am the founder of She Lives Purposefully and the host of this podcast, and I am so excited that you are listening, and I am so excited for today's episode. But before we dive in, if you have not subscribed to the She Lives Purposefully podcast, be sure to do that so you don't miss a single episode of encouragement, exhortation, or whatever we are coming out with um, week by week. Um, and also, if you have not rated or reviewed the Sheila's Purposely podcast, I would absolutely so 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 appreciated it. Appreciate it if you did. It just helps um, potential listeners decide whether or not they want to listen, and it's just really helpful for me too to decide, or I guess see rather how you feel about the podcast. So um, super helpful, and would really appreciate if you did those two things. Okay, so today's episode I am really excited about. I think it is so important for Christians to just really think on these things, know these things, because it's something that we all struggle with. And the general topic of this episode is sin, um, but specifically how to break free from sin. So if you've ever felt like you are just stuck in sin, maybe it's an addiction that you can't get free from, or an action you just keep taking even though you feel convicted. Maybe you can't stop gossiping or lying, or you're ridden with envy or bitterness. To be alive in this world is to be tempted and to fall into sin. It's inevitable. And as a Christian, we are told that we can be free from sin. And that Christ saves us from death and sin, but then we think to ourselves, at least I know I have, but I haven't stopped sinning. Or I just cannot break free from this one sin that seems to own me. Maybe you're feeling ashamed because of this sin. Maybe it's a sin that's out there and known, but you know it's wrong and you can hear that quiet still whisper telling you to give it up and put it to death. Or maybe it's a secret sin that you can't possibly imagine confessing. Because if you do, oh my gosh, what will people think? (sighs) But the biggest issue is that you're stuck. That's the core of it. You were told that Christians can be free from sin, but you cannot seem to shake yours. So today we're going to talk about how it's a break free from sin. We're going to go through some verses about freedom from sin, um, the very relatable feeling of being chained to sin that's actually in the Bible too, and then we're going to dive into practically how to actually break free from sin. This episode is jam-packed. It's going to be longer than our um, past few episodes, and it's yeah, jam-packed with truth. It's an episode that I believe at some point in all all of our lives. We all need. This episode is not only going to be encouraging, but it is going to be challenging because again, we all sin. So whether you're listening while you're tidying up, maybe you're driving to work or running errands, or maybe you're at work, um, working out, whatever it is, maybe you're just listening and sitting and enjoying a podcast. I want you to know that I have prayed over you, that Jesus would speak to you today with everything that we're just going to be talking about. So let's dive in first and foremost. Here is some good news. Despite the fact that we all struggle with sin, there's some good truth. Sin has no hold. That's right. It seems unfathomable for some of us. And to others, it feels like, well, duh. But here's the truth that you can know. No matter how stuck you may feel in your sin, sin has no hold on you. And it's not because you're amazing or that you leveled up as a Christian. No. It's because of Jesus. When he died and rose again, he didn't just save you from eternal death. He freed you from the very thing that causes death, sin. So let's back this truth up with the Bible. In James 4, 7, it says this, "'Submit yourselves, therefore, to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you.'" Romans six fourteen says, "'For sin will have no dominion over you, since you are not under the law, but under grace.'" Colossians 3 5 says therefore put to death your members which are on the earth fornication uncleanliness passion evil desire and covetousness which is idolatry and I love that verse too just because it so casually says to put these things to death but that means that we actually can so it's really powerful Um, and so maybe you're listening to that and you're saying, okay, Meg, I get it. The Bible says I'm free, but I'm telling you, I cannot let go of sin. And friend, here's some encouragement to say that you are not alone in struggling with sin. In fact, because we are on this side of heaven, while we are no longer bound to sin or a slave to sin, we do still sin and we will still sin. And sometimes it will feel like it changes us. So let's get some verses in here that kind of actually really helps make it feel really relatable and like we're not alone. In 1 John 1.8, it says, if we say that we do not have any sin, we are deceiving ourselves and we're not being truthful to ourselves. Romans 7.15-24, this is a little longer one, but I want you to listen to every word. For And this is the writer speaking, for I do not understand my own actions. For I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Now if I do what I if I do what I do not want I agree with the law that it is good. So now it is no longer I who do it but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells within me that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right but not the ability to carry it out. I want to do what is good but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do I am not really the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. For my inner being, in my inner being, I delight in God's law. But I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. What a wretched man I am! Who will rescue me from this dying body? How powerful is that passage! To sin and to feel chained by it on this side of heaven, friends, is normal. It's not good, but it's normal. It's common. Friend, Jesus never once expected perfection from us. And that's very explicitly stated in scripture. He even says that we are lying in that first John passage if we say that we don't sin. He wants to transform us. He wants to make us righteous, but he is not expecting perfection from us here. So we know that Christ gives us freedom from slavery to sin, and we know that he graciously understands we're not perfect, but we still do sin. So how do we break free from sin? First, we remind ourselves of this truth. I am already set free. For years, I struggled with doubt. It was something that I struggled with through junior high and high school and the very beginning of college. And one day in that very beginning of college season, the Lord spoke to me this truth. You are already set free. And by that truth alone, the truth of God who spoke it to me, it literally set me free that day. So sometimes that truth alone, that can be the thing that sets us free to really know that, to believe that, that I am already set free. This is something that Jesus has already won. You know, it's a battle that is already won. Okay, before I continue any further, I absolutely have to tell you about our sponsor for this podcast episode. And it is my sweet friend, Ayana Simone, who actually has a podcast, a video blog, and a blog and a community of her own. If you are looking for more encouragement, exhortation, and truth, which I know you are because if you follow She Lives Purposely, you know that all those things are so important, then I encourage you to go check out my friend, Ayana. You can find her podcast anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Her podcast is the To Be Heard podcast. And her name is Ayana Simone. So, go check her out. So, another way that we can break free from sin, just very practically, um, is to confess the sin to God and to others. This is a major helpful point because it allows the things that are in the dark to come to light. Even if the sin is public, to confess that you're actually struggling with stopping it is a game changer. And if the sin is private, letting it out into the light is vital. But why is it vital? Well, first, it takes a step into acknowledging that there even is a problem and that you can't stop it and that you want help for it, however big or little the problem is. Second, Satan loves to keep things in the dark. How much easier is it to tear someone down alone and in private than when they have friends and a support system around them? The same thing applies here. Tempting and deceiving and pulling you down is so much easier when no one else knows what's going on or even knows that it's time to intercede for you. It's easier in the aloneness of our hearts and minds for Satan to creep in and discourage, to tempt, to lie, to steal, kill, and destroy because it's just him against you. So in confessing it to God, you're acknowledging that you are ready to give it up. You are acknowledging you need his help and you are finally accepting his help and accepting that you can't help yourself. You are also being honest with God, allowing to, for his truth, to pierce in his truth about his love and his freedom. And now in confessing it to other people, you are doing three things. First, you are allowing for accountability. This is vital because often sin runs rampant when we're accountable and answerable to no one. When we finally open up to someone, we are now accountable to them for how we act, not just to ourselves. I have done this with things in the past, and it is a game changer. Because even in that moment when you're like, all right, I kind of want to do this, then you're like, no, because then I actually have to tell somebody else, and they're going to ask me about it. And so accountability is very helpful if you are serious about putting sin to death. Number two, you are allowing for prayer when you confess sin to others. James 5.16 says this, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another, that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. And so, friend, the powerful prayers of others interceding for us is another piece of armor in the battle against Satan. And again, when we are confessing our sin to others, we are thirdly allowing for truth. Oftentimes when Satan has us alone in our minds, I don't know about you, but this is a vulnerable time for me. It's a time that I get easily confused, discouraged, anxious, deceived. It's a time that my thoughts can get twisted because when I get in my own head, forgoing insight from either God or others, anything in my mind is fair game. When we then confess our sin to others, we're allowing the insight and truth of God pierce into our hearts and soul because others can speak into our lives with those things. And two, a big thing that often keeps us in our sin is shame. When we confess our sin to the right people, we can be freed from shame, freed from captivity, freed from believing lies and deceptions and temptations because we are allowing truth in from other people. Okay, and a third way to put sin to death, to break free from sin is to pray for help. There are... Five ways total, so keep bearing with me here. Pray for help. Hebrews four fifteen through 16 is one of my favorite verses ever. It says, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may be able to obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Friends, pray for help. Know that God wants to help you. He wants to free you. He already knows your sin and your struggles, even before you took part in them. He is not leaving you alone. He has been tempted as well. And he is without blemish. So he allows us to come boldly, friend. That means condemnation that keeps us from coming to Christ is a lie because it says we can come boldly before the throne of grace, admitting that we need help. Yes, sin is a shameful thing. Yes, we should be convicted, but no, we should never feel those things to the extent that it keeps us from the one who wants to help us and has the power to help us. So friends, pray, seek, and ask. Number four is flee sin and walk in the light. This may sound super simple and like an of course moment, but these two points are so vital. In the story of Joseph, when Potiphar's wife comes to him, and this story can be found in Genesis for those of you who want to look it up. Um, So Potiphar's wife, who is Joseph's boss, comes to him and she wants to sleep with him. And he not only denies her, but he flees. He runs from sin. He takes the sin as seriously as it seems that Jesus does when Jesus says on earth, if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. This is something I think we often neglect to do, not necessarily cutting off our hands, but taking it that seriously. We sometimes stick around sinful situations or places that sin could take place. And we try not to partake. Sometimes we even intentionally go to those places, thinking that we can handle it. But God does not expect us to walk right into a temptation willingly and be able to conquer it. In fact, Jesus prays that we would be kept from, not just sin and evil, although also that, but that we would be kept from temptation. He prays this in Matthew 6, 13. So let's flee sin, flee temptation and avoid it. Let's run from it. Let's stop putting ourselves in situations we know might trip us up, especially if it's something we're struggling with. If you struggle with drinking and drunkenness, that means instead of going to the party or bar and trying to avoid it while you're there, don't go to the party and don't go to the bar at all. It might mean instead of staying out all night with Bay, trying to avoid sexual sin, go to bed early, say goodnight, and leave it at that. It might mean instead of scrolling on Instagram, trying not to covet, just unfollow or delete the app. And then that brings us to our next point, walk in the light. This goes hand in hand with fleeing sin, which is why I included it in the same point number four, because we can flee sin, Um, but we, we can flee sin, but we also need to flee to something. We can't just flee something and not go somewhere. We need to flee to something. And we are called to walk in light. So let's not just avoid bad situations and things, but let's jump into and live in and walk in good things. Let's attend more Bible studies and spend more time with Jesus and live above reproach and live obeying God and share his love. Let's not just avoid temptation, but let's run to good things and live in the light. And this brings us to our final point on how to break free from sin, and that is to die to self. A very big part of being free from sin is taking part in a very active struggle we all face, and that is dying to self. This ties in with our last point of fleeing sin and walking in the light, but it really hits the heart of all of that. We need to remind ourselves that this life is not for our own pleasure or our own satisfaction, but to glorify the Lord and live for him and draw closer to him. We are actually called to die to our sinful desires and die to self. We see this in Luke 9, 23, Galatians 5, 24, Galatians 2, 20, Matthew 8, 35, Matthew 10, 38, Roman six, and so on. The posture of our hearts should be acknowledging that we are not supposed to gain everything here. In fact, we should be dying to self here. And so that posture of heart is a really big way that we can really die to sin and die to self and just acknowledging that the purpose that we are on this planet is not to indulge in all of those things. It's not, they do, you know, they say that they're going to make us happy and all those things, but ultimately they won't ultimately run. They lead to death. And so we need to be dying to ourselves. We need to be walking in the light. We need to be running from sin and temptation. We need to be praying for help, confessing our sin to God and to others and acknowledging that we are free. I hope that this episode is an encouragement to you today, that you can take something from this and run with it, that you um, will just step into the freedom that you have in Christ from sin. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, I am praying for you. I have prayed over every single person who listened to this episode, obviously not by name because I don't know who's listening, but I have prayed for you guys um, and i I just want to reaffirm to you that Jesus sees you, he loves you, and he has already set you free. Love you guys and hope you have a fantastic day. Thank you so much for listening to today's conversation. I would love to hear what you thought about the podcast on Instagram at she lives purposefully. and to rate and review us wherever you're listening. from. It really helps us to serve you guys better and just lets us know what you're thinking and feeling and what you're looking for even. Um, so feel free to do that. And also tell your friends about the podcast, let them know if it's been an encouragement to you, go and encourage them with it. Thank you so much again for listening. I love you friends.